Hey beauties, um, welcome back to another episode of Just a Nurse Talking About Shit. Um, before I begin, as I always do at the beginning of every episode, um, I need to put the disclaimer out there that I do not own the rights to any of the music you may hear in the background playing. As I've stated previously, music is one of my favorite things. I listen to it all day, every day, just about. Um, it gets me through my day. It's very soothing to my soul. So the music in the background that you do hear is I have no rights to it. Um, and that's that. So now that I got that out of the way, I want to introduce this week's topic. And also before I do that, I just want to put an apology out there because I probably sound really drained and tired. Um, I am um, in a wonderful um, space and place of opportunity to be able to bond and spend time with my oldest grandson um, for the next few weeks. And he is doing distance learning. And I have to say, I give you parents that had to do this last year, distance learning with your children, I give you the utmost respect and props. This stuff is a lot of work and it's a, it's really hard. So kudos to you for um, getting your children through this distance learning thing. Okay, so now back to the topic at hand. Um, this week's topic I am going to be discussing, I have titled, When the Abuser Tries to Interfere or Shame You Out of Your Healing. So the reason why I wanted to um, talk about this, I had something completely different planned for this week, but after my last episode um, dropped, which was aimed for high self-esteem and confidence. Um, I ruffled some feathers with that when I discussed the, the things that caused me to become the woman I eventually ended up becoming. The things I experienced as a child, um, which created low self-esteem and low confidence for me, which led me to only know how to gravitate toward toxic, abusive relationships as an adult. So anyway, I, um, in that episode, I discussed how I, throughout my childhood, I had experienced mental and emotional abuse. And I guess you could even say some physical abuse and someone in my family, um, totally came at me just like, I should be ashamed of myself for talking about this. Um, I was wrong and um, I had no place to say it and all these things. And it really, really sunk me over the edge. And it made me think about um, how, for one thing, when you think about abusive relationships and how the abuser tries to... Um, tell you that nobody's going to believe you or um or for instance in in african-american households how many times have you heard the the phrase what happens in this house stays in this house or how many times have you said it in your own household um what happens in this house stays in this house 
we don't even understand just how damaging that is to us. It creates generational generational dysfunction. Now, I can honestly say, I, I, I've just from my own personal experience, not just me, but the people I know, friends from childhood, and etc., they had dysfunctional households too that had a lot of abuse in it. I would say a large number of households had abuse and dysfunction within them. It was very rare that you saw a very loving, connected family that didn't have all that dysfunction, especially in the African-American community, community, as sad as that is, but it's the truth. Um, and the thing I'm, I noticed is that a lot of people don't want to deal with that that darkness. They don't want to dig that stuff up because like they said, what happens in this house stays in this house and it's over with, but it's really not because it creates dysfunction later on in life that can be detrimental to the your your path that you're supposed to be on. And it is so disheartening when you find yourself in a position and and, and you've gathered the strength and the ability to begin working through that darkness um, to heal it so that you don't continue to repeat those cycles that uh, uh, the people who were involved or not all of them, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all of them, but any, any, even one is too many, even one is too many to try to come in and shame you for trying to heal what hurt you. That is a dark and evil person, in my opinion. I'm sorry to say that, but it is the truth. How dare you? How dare you tell someone that they are wrong for telling their story, how they lived it and how they viewed it for themselves? Who do you think you are? Like that just it pisses me off. And so it made me want to change my whole episode for the week. I had something like I said, I had a completely different topic planned you know, but this is, I feel like it, it, it was after that incident and how it, it affected me, it also impacted, you know, um, how it, this part is my own responsibility that I have to take because when it happened, my response and my reaction came from that hurt place from when the, from the abuse that I experienced in life, my reaction backpedaled instead of you know, me responding in a more healed way. And it opened the door and opened my eyes for me to understand that, you know, that was a trigger point for me. So there's still some healing that definitely needs to occur for me. But anyway, um, so let me see. I, so I, I kind of lost my, um, my place here, but so there is so many of us that have experienced these traumatic events in life, you know, from childhood on up. And we never ever unpack and heal the damage that that it caused. Um, and what we do is we end up pushing it aside or we ignore it and pretend it never happened. But all that creates is that hamster wheel of destruction from one generation to the next where And like I said, it's usually because people are too afraid to deal and unpack the dark ugliness that created them to be who they ended up becoming. 
Now, you know, a lot of people have been able to fake it until they make it, which is not good. You know, that's that's a disservice to yourself because you're not able to be your true authentic self when you're faking it until you make it. You know, you're still carrying around a whole luggage full of hurt and pain that you you want to keep tucked in this 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 treasure trove of 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 darkness thinking that it's never going to bubble up to the surface until you find yourself in another relationship or whatever that is less than what you deserve and usually when you find yourself in those positions it's because your self-esteem your confidence and all of those things are not up to where they should be which is leading you to accept less than what you deserve so until we get to a place where we are completely comfortable with talking about the dark stuff we're never going to get past stuff we're going to consistently, consistently find ourselves in these places. And it doesn't even necessarily have to end up being, you know, where you are in another, like, say, a romantic relationship with someone. You could say, oh, I got all these awesome boundaries or whatever, but it could show up in other ways for you in your life. Like you could be very short with people because of it, or you could be very angry with people all the time, or, you know, um, have really poor um, communication skills, or you, there's a just a number of different things that, that could show up in your life that would indicate that you still hold and harbor hurt that you never took the time to unpack and deal with that is getting in the way of you living the best life that you possibly could. Um, you know, and this goes all the way back, especially for the black people, for the African-American community, black community, because a lot of this trauma that we, we carry is embedded in ourselves. And it, it's been passed down from generation to generation since before slavery, you know, you, trauma stores in itself in, in in our cells and then as you as women get pregnant and have these children they are being automatically ingrained into these children and I'm, I'm probably not wording it the right way of what I'm trying to say but it is in essence ingrained in our DNA the trauma and the damage and all of that that requires us to pull it up dig it out and deal with it through counseling and all of that. And what's even more disheartening and sad for many, many generations, you you hear black people always, especially black people say when it comes to counseling, oh, we don't do that here. We don't do that. We don't do that kind of stuff. You know, and we are probably the main people that need the counseling. I'm glad to see that many more people are jumping on the bandwagon of getting the counseling and the help that they need, you know, and please don't take this wrong, what I'm about to say, and I hope I don't say it in a way that it offends anyone, but since Christianity got forced onto our ancestors in, the, in, in slavery, teaching us pr to, to pray for deliverance, you know, don't get me wrong. I believe in prayer. I pray all the time. I've seen the, the, the miracle of prayer. However, faith without works is dead. So you can pray until you're blue in the face. But if you're not actively participating in the changes that need to occur in your life, nothing is going to change. 
You're just going to be sitting up there prayer, praying, praying, praying. You don't think those slaves wasn't praying to be delivered from the slavery, the the harm, the the harm and beatings and rapings and their children being snatched and taken and all that. You don't think those people weren't praying? So that that should be proof within itself that there is not a man that's going to come from the sky to save you. And, and, and it's also proof that God is within all of us, you know, and it is our responsibility to find that God gene, that Godness within us. Faith without works is dead. God put counselors in, in position for a reason. That is you taking a proactive approach in your healing. That's what that means. Not just sit there and pray and hope that miraculously something new will develop for you. It don't work like that. That is delusional thinking. And it will keep you stuck doing the same things over and over again, thinking someone else is going to come and save you. When no, you've got to save yourself and you've got to use the resources available that God has put into place for those changes to occur. So with that, and this was not meant to be, I'm not a, um, a, a, a preacher. I'm not trying to be one. I'm not even, this was not supposed to be a sermon of any, any means necessary. However, we cannot keep putting band-aids over gaping wounds. We need surgery to heal these non-closing wounds. This is like a person who has like a, a gaping um, diabetic ulcer, let's say, for an example, since, I, since I'm a nurse just talking about shit. Think about the diabetic patient that has the big gaping hole on their foot that just won't heal. And if they don't proactively take care of that so that it heals from the inside out, what ends up happening? They end up losing that limb, that foot, that that leg or whatever because they did not take proactive um they were not proactive in their healing by going to the doctor, eating right, keeping their blood sugars in check doing the things that they're supposed to do to prevent infection, doing the things that they're supposed to do to try to get this incision, this uh, wound healed. It would be equivalent to the wounds that we carry in our soul that we ignore and ignore and ignore. And the diabetic patient, if they just stick a Band-Aid on this gaping wound and, and, and hope that with prayer it just goes away, guess what? They're probably going to get that limb amputated over time. It's the same thing with the wounds of your of your soul. If you don't proactively do what is necessary to heal it from the inside out, that Band-Aid is eventually going to become so moist that it's going to pop off and it's not going to do you any justice. And the wound is just going to get bigger and bigger because you're going to keep putting yourself in circumstances that continue to break your heart and your spirit. You can fake it until you make it if you want to. You know, there's a lot of people out here that fake it until they make it in the sense that they bury themselves in their work. But everybody has to have that quiet time alone. And like I said, if you don't heal the damage, it will show up in other ways for you. You you can have a you can have millions of dollars and still be completely unhappy, right? So You've got to be a willing participant in the healing of whatever it is that broke you. With that being said, 
if you are finding that you are um, in these situations, in these relationships or whatever, and you are already a broken down, broken person spiritually, you know, um, and you find yourself in a relationship with someone who is abusive to you, be it emotionally, physically, financially, um, whatever. There's just all kinds of abuse that can occur. And it could be something as subtle as just someone calling you at your name. Or it could be something as detrimental as somebody blackening your eye. Excuse me. It doesn't matter. Abuse is abuse. And if you find yourself in a situation like that and you know in your spirit that it isn't right and it doesn't feel good, it's not growing you, it's not helping you get to the next stage of your life to get you on path to serve out your purpose and you want to get out of it. But every time you try to, every time, every time you try to do that surgery that I'm speaking of, the person who's abusing you or who had abused you steps in to try to shame you. Or tell you you're stupid or, 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 or say, how dare you go get fixed? How dare you go fix yourself? How dare you do that? You ain't supposed to talk about that. You supposed to keep that buried. I don't care if it's hurting you. Everybody just did what, uh, what best they could. Well, hurt people hurt people. I, I, obviously, and that is what I'm talking about. That is the generational foolishness that carries on because nobody is willing to do the work to fix it and heal it and stop it somebody in in the circums in the situation has to be willing to do the work prayer is not going to answer it alone not without work get you a counselor get yourself away from the person that's trying to down you shame you um for wanting to heal the things that hurt you I don't care who it is. If it's family, I don't care. I don't care who it is. If that person ain't willing to heal what hurt them, that's creating the environment for them to want to shame you for wanting to heal the things that is hurting you, cut them off and, and remove them from access in your life. Because obviously some type of demon I got up into them that they don't want to um, allow your, your healing to occur so that your likeness can begin to shine through. So your likeness can can brighten your path to get you toward the purpose that God had you here for in the first place. See, we we got this stuff all wrong. We were supposed to come here to love and be of service to each other. But instead, we're hurting people who are hurting people and not willing to do what's necessary to stop hurting each other. That's why we got all this division, all this fighting. All this backstabbing, all this gossip and jealousy and envy and all these other things that are occurring. And it's because it's broken people pretending to be okay. It's not okay. We've got to do better. But the biggest thing of all, get the hell away from anybody that is trying to shame you from healing the things that hurt you. That's your story. That's your testimony. Nobody gets to tell you how to tell it. You experience that. You live that. You walk through that. Nobody gets to tell you that you got to say it this way or that way or not say it at all. That is none of their business. That's the other thing. Everybody is in everybody else's business. 
Worry about yourself. If you can't come through and be of love and light to other people, then stay away. Don't come bleeding on them. Don't come with that 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 plastic band-aid without want without being willing to to do the work, without being willing to go deal and and do the surgery that it's going to require to heal what it is that creates this darkness on your soul. Don't do that. Don't keep bleeding on people. That ain't right. That ain't fair. Don't do that. You support people that's trying to make some changes in their life, especially if you know that they are, they've been walking around with a heavy, dark heart forever. Like, something's wrong. Something is seriously wrong if people are okay with, with that. Now, I, I I was speaking about more so in that with, no, I was speaking about relationships, period, be it a family relationship or romantic relationship. But now I am going to focus mainly on a romantic relationship because I know for myself due to my low self-esteem and, and lack of confidence, I found myself in nothing but dysfunctional relationships. Now, don't get me wrong, because I was broken, I, I became... Um, abusive too. My mouth was a, Ooh, I could cut you down so fast with the words that would come up out of my mouth. And I think that's why I became so upset when this incident occurred with this family member, because I found myself beginning to crawl back into that darkness because the words that spewed out of my mouth in that, on, on that voicemail was so far removed from where I was trying to, where I'm trying to go and where I'm supposed to be in this moment in my life. It was a huge setback because I realized it was a trigger for me. Like it, it, it was a trigger, but also it almost felt like um, I was being shamed as if, wh what am I trying to say? It, it was, it to me, I felt like I was being um, disregarded and abused all over again for trying to heal my abuse. So let me explain what I mean. As I was saying, you know, because of my low self-esteem and my lack of confidence all through growing up or whatever, you know, I ended up having, I get, got, getting pregnant at 14. I had three children before I was 20 years old by three different people. You know who does that? Somebody who don't like they self, don't know they self, don't love they self, don't got no self-esteem no self and no confidence. That's who does that. Oh, I forgive me now, but back then I didn't know no better. My heart was broken, not from no individual guy. My heart was broken from life. You see what I'm saying? Because all I saw was dysfunction. All I knew was dysfunction and discord and all of these nasty, ugly things. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it was done maliciously. Hurt people hurt people. These people were hurting too. But that's why I'm trying to be... Um, I'm trying to heal so we can get to, to breaking some of these generational curses, at least in my family. When I raised my kids, I was a baby. I was a kid. I was a kid with kids. I wasn't no good mother. I, I learned how to become a provider, but I was never a good mother because I didn't know how to be. I was a little girl. I was 15 when my baby was born, my first one, 17 when the second one came. In 19, when the third one came, I was a child who didn't, who grew up the way I did 
with all this stuff going on in my spirit, in my soul, I, I, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror and be happy and proud. I've seen all, all these people that I grew up with that did have these, these functional, happy, loving households. You know what I'm saying? And I see how even to this day, how, how not that I haven't thrived because I, 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 I pulled myself out in a lot of ways. I'm a well-educated black woman. I got a few degrees. I've been a nurse for almost 20 years. I've been in healthcare for almost 30 I made sure because one thing that I knew for myself was I was always hard on myself. Again, that came from that lack of self-esteem and all of that. And because I did what I did, not having that self-esteem and getting pregnant so young, I made a pact with myself that I would try to be at least able to provide for my children in a way that didn't require me to rely on the government through welfare and, and that sort of thing. I wasn't on welfare like that. Thank God. I didn't have to be because like I said, I was so young when I had them. By the time I got out of high school, I went immediately into a trade um, school. I went to school to be a medical assistant and got my and started working and getting these jobs where I was able to provide for my children in ways that other people couldn't um, because they relied on the government. But anyway, I'm kind of getting off track. So, um, but because I got pregnant so young and I was so hard on myself, I was like, look, girl, you already fucked this up. I thought I was going to school from a child to be a doctor. That was my dream was to be a medical doctor. I always wanted to provide care for people, you know, and it's so crazy because as hurt and heartbroken as I, I lived this life, I was always quiet, always shy. Not I don't think I was always meant to be shy because I'm seeing who I've become now. I'm not shy anymore. And I think it was just because it was engraved in my spirit to have this sullen, downtrodden, um not just view on myself, but just on how I carried myself. I, I, I always wanted to almost be invisible. I didn't want to ruffle the, the crowd. I, I didn't want to be the center of attention. I wanted to be hidden. And I think it was because of the lack of self-esteem and the confidence that made me that way. I, I carried a lot of shame in my soul because I was such a child getting pregnant and going from one person to the next. And it, and it was because of some things that were ingrained into my head as a child, all the way through high school, all the way through whatever. Nasty things were ingrained in my head and it really, really, really impacted who I became. And it made me not believe in myself. It made me not trust myself. And I ended up growing up getting in one bad situation after the other. Why? Because as soon as somebody paid me attention, oh, I was in love or whatever, or I thought I was. No, never that. I was not in love. I was just in awe and in lust at the fact that this person is paying me attention. But while I'm getting this attention in some ways, it wasn't the right kind of attention because a lot of times it was just for sex or... um if it did end up being a long-term relationship, they didn't treat me right. They were cheating. They were lying. They were doing this. But the thing that, so I'm glad I finally made it to this point. What I was trying to get at as far as romantic relationships go, 
you know, I ended up finding myself in these relationships where these men would, and these boys would treat me these ways. They, but they would claim, oh, they love me so much, right? But love ain't supposed to hurt. And that's all I ever got in those relationships was hurt. I even found myself in a relationship with someone where it was extremely physically abusive. So abusive that he threw me through a wall, broke my arm. He did all kind of horrible things to me. Horrible things. But because of who I am, and it made me kind of jump off, off topic of what I was about to say earlier. As I was growing up, it's so crazy because how I felt about myself was a certain way. But I noticed that all of these older adults loved me. They felt that I was the sweetest girl in the world. And it's because internally I did, I do have, I did my whole life, but because of my hurt, um, I had this loving heart and the sweetness about me, but because of my hurt, it started coming off as anger and mean and, and distant and, and all of that and cut off. I was very cut off, very, very, very cut off, even up until just now, just recently in the last, mm, some people might even still say that I've, I'm very um, distant and, and that I was very judgmental of people. Why? Judgmental pe people are judgmental because they don't like themselves. So they got to find fault in everybody else because they don't want to look at themselves. I'm grateful I healed through that. I don't need to be judgmental and toward anybody else because we, we, we all got stuff. I ain't better than nobody and nobody's better than me. I don't care how much money you got. I don't care about none of that. Nobody is better than anybody else, period. Anyway, once again, I don't got off topic, but back to the romantic relationships that I found myself in, they were all dishonoring to me. I may have felt that I was in love with them. And in, in a lot of instances, I was, I guess. But what the problem was, was because my self-esteem was so low and because I, my, my confidence was so low in all of these things, I didn't want to look at myself. Instead, I usually grab, the, you know, you energy attracts, like attracts like, right? So you usually grab, people who gravitate toward you are usually in a vibrational same space as you are vibrationally, like attracts like. So even though these 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 guys were usually very attractive and all these things where all these women are interested in them and all that, they were usually broken men themselves, right? Low self-esteem, but they may be fine. But looks don't matter when you don't feel good about yourself on the inside. You can be the most beautifulest person in the world, but if you don't believe that, I don't care what nobody else say, you ain't going to believe it. And you're going to carry your way as such a way. So these men I would find myself with usually were low self-esteem men. They were never um, getting to a place of meeting their full potential. Why? Because they in, internally were insecure men or boys that never quite grew up or whatever it was that they went through. Because believe it or not, we sometimes um, halt our, our progress mentally. Our bodies grow, but mentally we, we don't progress. We don't, we don't mature in the way we're supposed to, especially when we've dealt with trauma. You, it, depending on what the trauma is and how severe it is, oftentimes we stop our mental maturity because of that trauma. For me, I think I stopped at about, mm, I'm going to say 14 when I got pregnant. It may have been before that. I don't know. But for me, I'm going to just stop, start at 14. And there was like past relationships that I was with, similar circumstance. They went through trauma at an early age in life. And mentally, 
they stopped growing. So they behaved like teenagers, even though they're, they matured or excuse me, grew mentally. They didn't mature, though. So hurt people hurt people. Right. So I would end up with these people. They would dishonor me, disrespect me. I would become angry. I'd lash out. So here we are abusing each other. Me with my words, them with their words or even physically. Then I eventually want to muster up the, the strength to leave. I threatened to leave. Either they continue to be abusive or they do a, 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 an even more manipulative way that is probably even more harmful than just slapping the shit out of me. They'll beg me to stay because when you're broken like that, you, even, you, you sometimes become codependent. You don't want to deal with your own crap. So you think you can save everybody else. And that was me. I thought I could save and change these people to be better people and to help them grow up. Girl, bye. No, you can't. You can't change nobody that don't want to change themselves. And But that's what I was doing. I thought that I was being someone else's savior when I couldn't even save myself. So what they would do is be manipulative. Oh, I love you so much. And I, I, I'm going to, you know, I had a couple um, self-harm themselves with me leaving so oh god let me feel sorry for them and save try to save them without realizing that i'm only damaging myself it's a repeated cycle that i kept finding myself going through and then eventually what ended up happening and it's back to my topic when the abuser tries to shame you from healing away from your healing i found myself in this at almost every single one of these relationships where I would threaten to leave. They'll convince me to stay. I'll stay, stay, stay until it eventually gets too heavy. Then I do completely leave. And when they realize I'm not coming back, the next best thing they do, what? Shame me. Not just to me, but to everybody else outside. And they paint this picture of me being this horrible person. Their families is looking at me like I'm trash. When I ain't even do anything that deserved any of the, the the treatment to begin with. I genuinely always came in with a good heart. However, because I had my own baggage, it, 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 it didn't show up the way it probably should have. Or maybe it did show up the way it was supposed to. I gave back what I got. So when the abuser tries to shame you. From healing and, 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 and getting through the things that are heavy and breaking your spirit. Understand that that is not you. That is not on you. That's not about you. That is about them wanting to be. That is about, in a lot of instances, I don't care if it's family or romantic relationship. In a lot of instances, that is just narcissistic control and manipulation. They want to keep you in position so they can keep mistreating you. Never are they doing the work to heal themselves. No. Or they become so religious that they think they so above you because they so religious that they want to shame you from doing the things that you need to do to make your life better. Mm -mm. That ain't fair. Not to you. And truth of the matter is, it's not even fair to them. So what I, I had to understand and realize is that, you know what? Th we live in a spiritual world. We really, really do. Our souls are, are eternal. 
right? These bodies that we are walking in are just suits that we get to occupy for however long we get to use them. But our souls are here for on a journey. And sometimes our souls can be invaded by demons and devils that don't like light. And so whenever an abuser is trying to shame you from your healing, understand that that's not you. That's not on you. That is just a devil or a demon that is seeing you begin to see your own light and they want to extinguish it and keep it dark and, and put the light out. Don't let nobody do that to you. We all got a life. We all got a story. We all got our own journey. We all got our own path. Like I said in my last um, episode, some people are in your life for a season, some for a reason, and some for a lifetime. Make sure you understand and know where each person who you intervie- who, who's in your life, I don't care if they're blood or not, where they fit and, 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 and deal with them accordingly. Because if you start putting these seasonal people and try or or people who are in your life for a reason if you want to try to make them a lifetime you are going to suffer and you are going to hurt until you can't take it no more hopefully or you find yourself being a martyr for someone else's dysfunction and then next thing you know you looked up and you don't gave your whole life away to somebody that didn't even deserve it that's not fair to you that's not what god wants for you at all so I, I, I wrote, I usually, when I do these podcasts, I, I try to write out, you know, my episode and what I'm going to really talk about. But I, I, I once I get going, I sometimes get sidetracked. So I pretty much have said everything that I wanted and needed to say. But I want you to remember some things, sis, that, you know, love is not supposed to hurt. Love doesn't hurt. Love builds you up love helps you your light shine brighter and i don't care if it's family friend remote romantic relationship if it's not growing you and helping you glow up it is going to damage you and try to extinguish your light get the hell away from that as far and as fast as you possibly can you can pray for them people and hope to god that they are able to get break break out of that darkness of their own situation but you can't change that for them that's their job but don't you dare allow them to extinguish your light because of their limited vision that's all it is their vision is limited limited by their darkness don't let nobody extinguish your light you deserve better and watch when you start allowing your light to shine through watch how many more light beings begin to flow towards you effortlessly you ain't got to look for it you ain't got to fake it until you make it you don't have to do none of that watch your life will turn around it will become lighter it will become more happier it will be you will find yourself in relationship with with good people who are wanting to help you grow and glow that's what we're here for to be of service to each other to help each other grow help each other heal help each other become our best selves. You see what I'm saying? But anybody that is trying to shame you from healing what hurt you, get away from them. Get away from them. All right. I am done with that. I hope it helps someone. 
I hope that, you know, if you are finding yourself in an abusive situation, an abusive relationship, that you have a support system that can help you through that. I pray that you um, are able to get some counseling. That is going to be your best bet. And, and it's awesome if you have a pastor that you can talk to, but I'm talking about a real professional counselor. You see what I'm saying? Somebody who is trained to help you dig that stuff up so you can learn how to deal with it and get rid of it. So your surgery is occurring and your healing is occurring from the inside out. You won't need no more bandages because you'll be completely healed. You see what I'm saying? Your soul will be whole. All right, love. I am sending you love, light, and blessings. I am cheering for you. I love you. And I wish nothing but the best for you. God bless you. Peace.